Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry. That's the stoner. And Trev has disappeared just like Chase Young in his sophomore season. Oof. Oof. How okay, long have you been playing on that one? That, uh, I, that was on the bus ride home <laughs> today. Uh, thank you kindly. I'll be here all week. Actually, I, now I'm just going to be here today, but I will have some content coming out for you tomorrow right here on our YouTube channel. Be sure to check that one out as we continue to press our luck with our QB1 options. But that's a video for tomorrow. Today's content for you. Got some good stuff in the cool down. We're going to be talking about the offensive coordinator position. Greg Roman and Eric Bieniemy getting interviews this week. Decision should come down either tomorrow or Friday as we head into the long weekend so be on the lookout. We might have some content dropping on that one if a decision is in fact made, but we're going to be talking about those two options, what we think is going to happen as the team continues their hunt for an offensive coordinator. During the game, we are going to be talking about Chase Young and his fifth-year option. Does he deserve one? Should he get this one? Ron Rivera says maybe we don't give it to him to motivate him. What do we think about that? That's all happening in the game and here in the warm-up we're going to be giving you our thoughts on the Super Bowl, and more specifically, what does Washington have to do to keep up with Philadelphia? Mm. As Philadelphia looked really good there against Kansas City, came up short, 38-35. to 35. So close. It was a good game. I enjoyed the Super Bowl very much. Yeah, I especially enjoyed watching Philadelphia lose. Oh yeah, that was an added bonus for sure. I mean, I mean, yeah. you don't know, you didn't have a dog in the fight. You had a little bit of a puppy though, in that you wanted uh, Philadelphia <laughs> to lose. That's for sure. Yeah, I really wanted a good game. I actually tweeted this one out. I put a little bit of money on the game, mm-hmm. and but I'm an idiot, and I thought I, I thought Kansas City was going to win, but I put all the Kansas City bets that winning bets uh, at tied them to parlays like an idiot. Well, why is that? Why is that an idiot move though? Because I put them with some stupid, stupid (laughs) things. One, I, I misread one of the things I clicked. I thought I was taking Kansas city with some, some points. So even if they were down, I was going to be okay in the first half. Um, yeah, I I messed up. It was a minus sign, not a plus sign. So I, Mm. I, I, I lost that one. But uh, that was like my closest one to getting there. Yeah. And uh, the other ones like Panchenko ruined it because he ran for more yards. Uh, Mahomes being hurt meant that he wasn't going to be hitting the 250. I think is that what I put on him for for passing yards. So just kind of some dumb things like that. But what I'm getting to is besides me being dumb, I had put a a bet. uh, I had a free bet that Mm -hmm. I put down on Philadelphia money line winning. So the only way I was going to walk away with money is if Philadelphia, you know, won the actually, game. Actually wins, right? Actually wins. And I'm in the fourth quarter still cheering on Kansas City. I don't care. It was $4. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't I'm about like, I don't bet. need them to win for $4. Now, yeah. if it was like $100, then maybe you'd say, you know, fly Philly, different. fly. But, right. you know, for $4? No, go, yeah. come on. Go Kansas City. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no, don't get in trouble with the DC crowd now. <laughs> You're, you're teetering I, on the edge there. It was it was a good game. Mm. I I really walked away impressed with with Philadelphia, you know. I, and I'm 
I, I really think that they could have a good team. And now I know they have a lot of people up for contract. And mm-hmm. so they're, they're, they're going to be a team that's not rebuilding, but they were built to really win and go for it this year. Yeah. Uh, but they have a, they have a dude and, you know, and it, it hurts is, is the most a, important is position. Yeah. Is a dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't, is. there's no way the guy can play, play the game of football. So, you know, if that's the most important position, they got that. They got Reddick, who is a is a good, you know, you know, quarterback rusher. We say that those are the two important positions, right? You need to mm-hmm. you have a QB and you need to have a guy who goes after the QB. They mm-hmm. got that. So what does Washington have to do, Stoner, to kind of keep up with them? Because Washington failed to make the playoffs, has failed to have a winning record mm-hmm. in the last three seasons under Ron Rivera. And you know they watch the division rival make a deep playoff run. Yeah, they watch another division rival win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Two win a playoff game. That's right. Yeah, two. So, of them. so, what does Washington have to do to keep up with the Joneses? Well, if you want to follow their blueprint, then I mean, it was only 2017 the last time they went to a Super Bowl, right? How many guys are left from that Super Bowl team? A handful, and five or six probably. So they went to a Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, completely rebuilt the entire roster, new coaches, all of that, and then went back to another Super Bowl, all while Washington is sitting there treading water, just trying to stay afloat. So that's what's really impressive, what they've done. So if you want to follow their blueprint, you're going to have to find yourself an excellent GM. You're going to have to find yourself an excellent coach that nobody heard of, who we get to make fun of in his press conference, and then he turns out to be just this amazing coach and starting his own coaching tree, right? And then most important of all, like you said, you got to find that dude. You got to find that guy at quarterback in the second round no less, right? Wasn't that or was he late first round? I can't remember. What it was, it was, was uh, second, second round. round. Yeah. Early second round. So you got to find that dude for cheap, build around him, go out and make some really smart free agent moves like a safety, like a defensive tackle, a couple of defensive tackles like a wide receiver, hello, A.J. Brown meant everything to that team this year. And and then you got to get an offensive coordinator who is a first-time offensive coordinator and then build an offense around the dude, and then next thing you know, you're back in the Super Bowl again. That's an easy blueprint, but to execute it, that's a whole nother deal. Yeah, TJ bringing up the fact that, uh, like you mentioned there with the offensive coordinator, not only that, the defensive coordinator. I mean, they yeah. just they 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 lose the Super Bowl and end up, you know, losing both our both sides of the ball. There, there, there are coordinators, so they got a lot to to replace. In fact, mm-hmm. um, you know, Gus Bus in there mentioning how old the uh, the defense is, uh, which is true. They do have some a lot of people north of thirty. They also, like mentioned, have a lot of free agents: Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham. Javon Hargrave. I mean, that's your entire no defensive line. Yeah, man. All of them, again, north of 30 there. Uh, Jason Kelsey, you know, at 35 years old, you know, he probably, you know, doesn't have a whole lot more uh, many years to go, he, but he's mm-hmm. a free agent. You probably sign him again. Uh, Bradbury. Uh, who else is on here? Sue, that's not a big one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, 
it, it's going to be interesting for them. You have uh, Gardner Johnson, who's one of the younger guys who they will probably want to say uh, who sign. They, who they stole so, from New Orleans. Oh, absolutely. Just, just steal. stole them. That wasn't even fair. So with the huge turnover there mm-hmm. for, you know, as far as they, they have, is that gap maybe a little bit closer for Washington to be able to, to make it up? Or does having a Jalen Hurts make all the difference? Jalen Hurts makes all the difference in the world. You can slip on the defensive line, right? Although that was probably their their biggest reason for not winning was not being able to put pressure on a, a gimpy Patrick Mahomes, right? But still, that's they still scored 35 points and were within a controversial call of, possibly controversial is a hold well it's still controversial because it, people don't like the timing it well, was a hold yes but there were plenty of instances of holding throughout the game mm-hmm. that they did not call so why did they call it then? yeah just earlier on that drive right where uh or maybe it's a uh, second quarter what which one was the one that bradbury like completely held mm-hmm. Juju's arm behind his back, and they did. Yeah, that was kind of early in the game. Yeah, but that yeah. was second quarter, I think. They highlighted that, but and there's all kinds of things that makes it controversial. The guy right in front of the official, right in front of the play, didn't call it. The guy further down the field called it. Not until after Patrick Mahomes throws up his arms and yells. Oh, they were holding. screaming up and down. Yeah, right. Then they throw the flag. So it was just that makes it controversial. Was it a hold? Yes, it was a hold. Should they have called it? No, they shouldn't have called it. But whatever. But still, you've got these guys for Philadelphia who are a lot of them are in their prime. They're not going to be able to pay them all, but they have what everybody needs, of course. And it's they got the dude at quarterback. And right now they've got him for cheap. I don't know if they're going to sign him this year to a big deal. But at some point, they're going to have to give old Jalen Hurts $40 million a year, and that's going to affect everything. Unfortunately, that's how it works, yeah. right? you got to give those guys $40 million a year or more if you want to hold on to them. And that's going to affect your entire roster. We know that. But, man, they, they've got the blueprint on what it takes, at least in this division. And, and uh, uh, I don't know that Washington has that. Of course, we're going to find out probably this year with uh, Sam Howell as QB1, most likely. Or at least that's what Coach Rivera is telling everybody. Yeah, that's what it's looking like. So, way too early prediction from you, Stoner. Mm-hmm. NFC East, mm-hmm. how's it going to play out? Don't give me records. Just give me one through four. Well, I'm going to give you the – it's going to be fairly easy. It's going to be Philly and Dallas are going to battle for that top spot. Again, just like they did this year. And then the Giants in Washington are going to battle for the 3-4 spot. Why? Philly and Dallas got the quarterback. Washington and New York do not at this point. You don't like Danny Dimes? Well, we talked a lot about Danny Dimes, (laughs) but uh, no, he's not an elite quarterback, no matter how good he is or how good he can be or how good he has been. He's not elite enough to where you're going to, he's going to take off. I mean, he's like against everybody, but Washington, he's like 16 and 30 as a quarterback. Yeah. And in those 46 games, he's got like 60 touchdowns and 39 turnovers. And it's ridiculous. He's not that great. So 
you figure out, you figure the way you're going to rank the quarterbacks. I mean, the way you're going to rank the teams is how you're going to rank the quarterbacks in this division. And you can say the Dallas quarterback isn't elite, but he's right there. Okay. He's right there. If they continue to win 12 games every year, right. And you continue to get to the playoffs and you win one, of course, you want to get to that next step. I get it. But he's better than anything Washington has had in the last 20 plus years, Dak Prescott. So yeah, that's how I would rank the teams in the way too early prediction. You know how I feel about that. That's a very low bar. Like you can't You're Washington right. is not is not the bar setter for QB play. So we can't be like right, right. he's better than any QB Washington's had for 20. Yeah. We we had Patrick Ramsey out here and Jason Campbell, right. like John Beck. John Beck. <laughs> Oh man, I remember getting a six pack of Becks just to celebrate him starting. What a yeah. what a bad beer and what a bad uh, UB for Washington. I'll never forget that. I think that was his only game he ever started. Mm-hmm. Was that one game against Buffalo? I remember it was Buffalo, and I believe he was sacked eleven times. Oh, it was ridiculous. It I was, mean, it, it was, was just awful. Like, it was like every play, it was just like, oh, he's gonna get sacked again. He yeah. was the worst quarterback I ever saw. <laughs> it was Shanahan trying to talk him up as oh. if he were really good. We're going to be going in there with QB1 as Sam Howell, and you would put him below below Daniel Jones? Uh, yeah, I'd probably put him below Daniel Jones' father. Okay, <laughs> That's where I would put him because Sam Howell hasn't proved anything to me, and we have, we've had the uh, – We've had the Sam Howell talk over and over and over again, and and I just don't believe he's the guy. I hope he proves me wrong. But, yeah, of course I'd put him below Daniel Jones. But they're going to battle it out for 8-8-1 eight, eight and one and 8-9 and nine and 9-8. Nine and eight, Another close kind of NFC East battle. Yeah, so you're saying Washington's not that far. By the way, I'm a little disappointed in our chat right now. Uh, nobody has put in the the wolf for me to start the howling over here but uh they know better i, I just i i'm not saying that that sam howell is a, necessarily above mm-hmm. jones but i feel like you know i mean he's, he's right unknown. on that level that's the problem yeah it's, 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 it's just you know but i mean we're talking about a daniel jones this year he had a pretty decent year you know, most of it kind of on the ground as far as when you're having to look at holistically, right? Like 22 mm-hmm. touchdowns overall. But I mean, like the year before, he threw like 11 touchdowns and 10 right. interceptions or something like that. You're right. saying that you're saying that Sam Howell isn't better than that? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. But he, you said the key word. He's unknown, and therefore he gets a kind of this, this worship status as being this incredible talent. There's a lot just, of love for Sam Howell just here in Washington. fell to the fifth round because of all his weapons left for the NFL. And therefore, everybody who looked at all the tape and they said, well, he's not the guy, even though all his weapons left. Let's just wait until the fifth round and everybody pass on him. But somehow, he's going to lead us to the promised land. Come on. We're we're I mean, all, that we just hopeful. We're just hopeful. By the way, I like this from from Gus Bus. How is still a puppy? I think for the upcoming season, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to put a little puppy whimper on the soundboard. So oh, when, if if he if he has like a bad up. game or yeah. he like throws interception or something, I can use you know use that. Um, 
So may, maybe we'll we'll see. But I, you know, I'm not the guy. I'm I am good with going into this next season with Sam Howell because you got to figure out if he is the guy. You can't tell me right now, Stoner. He's not the guy. You don't have enough. You don't have enough evidence to show that, right? Fair. You you know, you, three four games in, you might have the evidence, all, all the evidence you need. Right. You have one game that he was not even playing with half of our starters. It was mm-hmm. against Dallas starters, and I don't want to hear people tell me Dallas wasn't playing for. They were literally playing Micah Parsons and Lawrence, and they wanted to win that game, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Right. And he, he he didn't do great. He didn't blow our, the the doors off anybody. He threw eleven, you know, nineteen passes, completed eleven of them. Yeah. So there's he's just an unknown. But I want to see what he's got. I his really ta- do. His talent. You can't deny his talent, his measurables, his arm strength, his toughness, his ability to use his legs, uh, pretty much his accuracy. Uh, but I will tell you that that there are a hundred Sam Howell measurable quarterbacks out there right now who can do all the things that Sam Howell can do physically, who can throw rockets, who can throw the deep ball, who can be accurate and all that stuff. But that's not all what quarterback is. And if it was, we'd be oversaturated in the NFL with unbelievable quarterback play. But the reason there's only seven or eight elite quarterbacks in the league is because there's so much more to it than just your measurable talent. And he hasn't proved that at this level yet. And maybe he will, but I have serious doubts because coaches and GMs and assistant coaches and all kinds of people, they studied his tape for hours and hours and hours, and they watched him and they interviewed him and they saw every game, every throw he ever did. He went to whatever the senior bowls were. I don't think he could do the senior bowl, but whatever those postseason bowls, he had his pro days and all that. And everybody said, you know what? He's not the guy. And then he gets to the fifth round and somebody says, you know what? Let's take a flyer on him and see what happens. And that's where we are. We're throwing in a guy that we're taking a flyer on. Who does have, who have at one point was looked at as a first rounder, wasn't taken there. This one's a good point here from, from Gus Bus. Most of the fan base, if you look at a lot of these polls, Stoner, most mm-hmm. of the fan base wants Hal over yeah. Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Sounds crazy, but that's because if Rodgers or Lamar don't work out, they'll be crippling for us. Hal is no harm, no foul. It's from Gus Bus. Thanks for joining us tonight. The, I will say this. I would take Hal over Aaron Rodgers if the deal is something like three firsts and like like one that's fifty million dollar contract he's got. You got to be able to you got to be able to get that down to be able to fill out the rest of the holes. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Rodgers an un- unbelievable QB. I think he's still got some good years in him, mm-hmm. uh, at least one or two. I don't know if his heart's there, and if you're trading away the next three you know, years worth of picks, you needed him to play the next three years here in mm-hmm. Washington. Sure. And that's, that's why Aaron Rodgers is very, very risky. Lamar Jackson, I'm trading three first for him. Yes. I'm like, okay, do it. Sign and like tag and trade pain and put over three firsts and call it good. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to cost a little bit more than that. Um, mm-hmm. But Lamar Jackson, super young, super talented. I still mm-hmm. want to see what we got in Sam Howell, but if Sam Howell turns into one of these backup quarterbacks that people want, you can ship him for some a second round later recoup, you know, something one of those pieces that you get. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I'm yeah, I would I would do just about anything for Lamar Jackson. I would give up just about anything for Lamar Jackson and then build whatever you can around him. He's he's different. He's as as the kids like to say, he is him. Right? The, nobody nobody can dispute that. If you want to say for the for the last couple of years he's missed some games, yeah, he's missed a few games. Okay. That happens, but that doesn't make him injury prone. Uh look, he he's the guy. He was a unanimous MVP. A unanimous MVP. He is an extreme talent, and I would do anything to have him here. But we've got to find we've got to find that next Jalen Hurts. Right? Jalen Hurts is all the rage now. He went from off everybody's top 15 board and quarterbacks to now he's top five, maybe even top three. Right. And and they got him in the second round. And they developed him over a couple of years to get to the point where he is now. They built an offense to suit his talents. And now we've got to figure out how to do that with whomever we have. And I don't know that this coaching staff is innovative enough. We're going to find out. We don't even know who the offensive coordinator is, which we'll talk about later. But we need that Jalen Hurts like Philadelphia has, and that's what the difference was between uh, New York Giants being a barely get into the playoffs team and the Eagles, who were the number one seed, when and made their road to the next round or to the Super Bowl pretty easy, relatively speaking. Of course, not every game, none of the games are easy, but still, yeah. Now, it's, it's tough so because this there. is this is a conversation about keeping up with the NFC East. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously a, a play for Lamar Jackson puts them in the conversation, right? Sure. Another QB. We talked about him in our QB press your luck has become available hmm. and not for draft picks. Now he's just going to be a free agent. That's Derek agent. Carr. Wide open. Does Derek Carr move the needle for you? Does he put Washington in contention, like you said, with Philly and Dallas, who are going to be fighting for one and two? Does Derek Carr do enough for you to make that a battle? Of course, it all depends on the uh, depends on what it's going to cost, right? We don't know what that is, but if you can get him for a Fitzpatrick type deal, a ten million dollar one year prove it deal. It's not, right? not happening, right? That's not happening. I'm saying if you could. But oh, if you're sure. going to have to go out and give him $20 million guaranteed for three years, uh, that I'm not doing. I would still, a lot of these guys who are available, I use that term. I mean, Derek Carr is available. Yeah. He's some of these guys very like much Lamar, he's, maybe he's available, maybe he's sure. not. But some of these guys are not necessarily available, but they're rumored that they could possibly be out there. I want them, I I mean, I want Sam Howell to be able to try and prove it more than I want one of these guys to come in for $20 million a year. No, absolutely. Or 15, whatever it is. I was very vocal. I would just rather do that. Yeah, I was very vocal. I don't want Derek Carr here. I think that he would be Carson Wentz 2.0 for Washington. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this is going to, this might surprise some people uh, here as Allison says, Derek Carr is Kirk Cousins. 
one hundred percent taking Kirk Cousins over Derek yeah. Carr. Right, right. Derek Carr wishes he was yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he can't just, touch Kirk, just not Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins is again, you're, we're getting into that Dak Prescott level to where you say, you know, they're a franchise quarterback. They absolutely are. They just haven't been been able to get over the hump and get into the Super Bowl. I mean, the Cowboys have gotten close a couple of times. They're always right there. They're always one of the best teams with Dak. Minnesota has made a couple of steps, but not quite there, right? You'd rather have Kirk Cousins. The Raiders have never been close. They had one year, like six or seven years ago, uh, when he ended up getting hurt, where they were a very good team, uh, but he can even play in the playoffs. And that's been it. Yeah, they made the playoffs, what, this year they make it, or last year? But I mean, they were again. They were final. They were that season, yeah. nine and eight type team, or nine and seven, whatever. Just barely getting in. Sure, that's who Derek Carr is. That, that and I like that comparison too. Yeah, that's Andy a great Dalton. comparison here from Gus Bus. Derek Carr is Andy Dalton, and it's actually funny you should mention that because on our QB one press your luck list, I I have Dalton on there. I don't have Carr, but now that mm-hmm. cars would not cost us draft picks, as that was one of the reasons why I was like, I really like I don't mm-hmm. like him as a QB one option. Period. And then I got my moved him off the board because of what he would cost. But I would put him above Andy Dalton because they were very much very similar in that regards. And someone's going to pay a lot for him. I don't want it to be Washington because mm-hmm. I, to answer my own question from you, I don't think he moves the needle enough. I don't yeah. think that I think the difference between Sam Howell and him at quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Sam Howell is that level of quarterback, but I'm saying the the quarterback player going to get from either of them isn't that significant that it's moving, moving the needle to put mm. you in contention with Philadelphia a loaded Philadelphia team. If they end up reloading or a Dallas team that has a lot of good pieces with it. So I would, I, I got a I, question for you. Yes. Um, well, my first question is and I think you kind of answered it. If big, if, if you can get Derek Carr for a one year, 10 million, would you do that? One year, ten million. One year, ten million. Just like the Fitzpatrick deal. And let's let's bump it up a little. Inflation, higher salary cap, all that good stuff. One year, twelve million dollars. One year, twelve. I'd do it. If anything over one year, fifteen. Like if it's one sixteen, you know, one year sixteen. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, one year, one year sixteen. But yeah, I need somebody to come in there who who's there who's competent enough. When Sam Howell ends up throwing four picks in the first game of the season, <laughs> right? I need I need that guy. Right, so I think I think if you bring him in for a prove it year deal, you're going to make him do it. And by the yeah. way, uh, the four one four, we know he's not signing anywhere for ten million. That's yeah, not yeah, what we're trying to say. What we're saying is that's what yeah. we'd pay for him. Like if right, you're right. if if we're putting money down, that's what. And and if car walks away because he doesn't want 10 million because we know he doesn't want 10 million because we know the market value for him is going to be way higher than that Much higher. Yep. that's fine that's fine yep. that's what we would pay for him yeah uh, of course we're not gms and uh we're you know we're really not all that smart but we do like to make these choices do like to have these conversations and when we get to the game we're going to be talking about whether or not we would give chase young that fifth year option that's coming up here on the game. The game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has five stores in Northern Virginia and DC. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. 
Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running.